to this week's Move to Live, Live to Move. And I'm so happy to have Nikki with me here again today. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Philippa. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. I've been moving all morning, so uh, that always puts me in a, in a good frame of mind. <laughs> so we're talking today about moving uh, as a family. And, uh, you know, this is something I do have quite a lot of experience of. Uh, and that is because uh, my my parents were both into athletics when I was, from me being quite young. And uh, yeah, I know you're raising your eyebrows. <laughs> so I was I was uh, incorporated into this family activity from about I think I was about twelve or eleven even when when we started uh, going to the athletics club twice a week. And, uh, and so there's sessions for children and then the adults would run off and do their running and the children would run off and do theirs. And, um, and we did that all the way through to me being 18 and, uh, and leaving home. So it was a total habit that, you know, we had as a family uh, uh, twice a week. And then, of course, on the weekends, you'll know about this, being, a, being an ultra distance runner. Um, the events then take place on the weekends. So summertime, it's you're at the track, and then in the wintertime, you are running through the muds in Lancashire, is where I was, um, on the cross-country events. And do you know what? A lot of it, it really was not floating my boat, particularly the muds, I have to say. I, I do remember finishing the odd cross-country uh, in tears. <laughs> <laughs> not unusual for customers as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> quite normal. Quite normal. I but, didn't know you were a I didn't know you were a child cross countryer. Oh yes, yeah. Well, like I say, it was it was in it was imposed upon me um from a young age. But it's it's kind of like you you don't know there's anything other than that, do you, when you're young? You just kind of you you're getting going along with it. Um, and, uh, you know, and actually this is the thing I said in, in our post today was that on reflection, you know, the seeds that were planted then have, have grown and matured through the rest of my uh, adult life. And so there's rarely been a time when I haven't been involved in some kind of activity. And, uh, and I, I was a regular runner up until just before I turned 50. Um, when I kind of was having trouble with my back and decided that running wasn't helping it. Um, and so that's when I focused much more on the Pilates and the yoga and uh, cycling and, and walking, of course, because, you know, what could be simpler than walking? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I mean, walking's a great, a great activity to get out and do, but I mean, it's interesting just listening to what you, what, what you were saying there. Mm. Um, it, it's very much around kind of role modeling, isn't it? Mm. So, you know, from a young age, it was something that whether you particularly thought you enjoyed it at the time or not, I guess there was a role model there that your, your parents were, were putting forward towards you. You were experiencing some of the benefits of it and maybe rejecting some of it based on the age you were at maybe the other things that you felt you wanted to do instead mm. but it's interesting isn't it you know in terms of of how you can you can start to um make it a part of, of family life and children's lives by by being active yourself and, and being that kind of role model and, and kind of making it 
an acceptable and a, and a normal part of, of life? That's right. And, um, you know, I did come across something interesting that was talking about uh, the, the mother as a role model. And I suppose what we could say is the primary caregiver because, uh, you know, nowadays the, the, the primary caregiver isn't always a, a female. But, um, but in my case, it was because my mom was also a runner that the children got dragged along. If it had been just my dad, there's every chance that the kids could have stayed at home with, with the mom, you know. But uh, she she was she won medals and she was a good runner and um, uh, and so because it was my mom and my dad that were both doing this activity together, then the children really had no choice uh, to join in. And so my brother was actually a, a very good athlete. He competed for the English schools, and uh, and I was the rubbish one out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure that you weren't it's no no i really thing. i was but <laughs> you don't have to be good at it to get the benefits do you you know that's that's the other thing it 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 it, it you know ideally it does have to be something you enjoy you will always get more benefit from doing something that you actually enjoy um, and so it is It is important that you enjoy it, but you don't have to be good at it necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, I certainly in childhood um, had a, a very um, active upbringing and, and that sort of environment. So actually it was my dad um, in, in our family that was that was kind of the active one. He was a rugby player and he used to play for the local rugby team. Um, and me and my brother, every Saturday, week in, week out, We'd kind of, you know, get taken along while he played rugby. We'd kind of mess around ourselves around the club and like make mm. other friends and stuff. But we were, we were sort of in that environment, mm. and we were always encouraged very actively from a young age, um, supported, encouraged, enrolled in clubs and taken to clubs and encouraged at, you know, at school and stuff. Um, so. You know, it's something that, that I've had as a part of my life as well from being quite young and, and sort of mm. had that, that, you know, influence and that, that role model there. But I guess, you know, there's a difference, isn't there, between kind of um, movement and sport, mm. if you like. So there's, there's a, I think there's a, there's a tendency for a lot of young people to, to, to have that sort of thought that you mentioned earlier on, like I'm the rubbish one, I'm, you know, I'm rubbish at this. Um, and it can, and it can kind of put, it can, it can put them off, but there's a difference between it having to be sport versus mm. being active and moving for mm. health. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, and actually, um, I suppose I have found something that I am essentially quite good at over, over time. And certainly in the back in the 80s when lycra was definitely uh, all in vogue i was giving it biggins at the gym in the aerobics classes uh you know and i absolutely loved i think it was the combination of music and movement for me then that that i absolutely loved because uh, because i'm a musician as well and uh, and so putting those two things together for me was was just absolutely the thing you know did you have your leg warmers uh yeah oh i had it all <laughs> <laughs> all the gear <laughs> all the gear yeah well you had to you know it was compulsory um well you know i mean it wasn't obviously but uh but 
I, I, I taught as well. So, you know, be, being at the front, teaching the old step aerobics back, back in the day, uh, you know, it was, it was useful that people can see what your body's doing while you're doing it. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing is, you know, the benefits are, are much the same for a child as they would be for an adult in terms of the cognitive uh, benefits, this increased circulation to the brain, helping us to study um, and be more engaged. Also, the mood management properties that we can get from, from movement so that, um, you know, currently around this time, there's lots of young people who are not able to uh, spread the wings and start to explore some independence, perhaps. Um, but there's, you know, you could definitely throw on your running shoes and go out for a, for a walk or a, a run or whatever. Uh, and, and you could take somebody else with you. It's that's actually allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only active. It's not only allowed. It's actively encouraged, isn't it? Absolutely, actively encouraged. Yeah, and so you know, now like never before, families. We are seeing families out, uh, young children scootering while the parents stroll, uh, kids on bikes as the parents are strolling along, and uh, seeing more and more of this. And I find it's so encouraging, really. And, and I think I said before that I really hope this is something that continues long after the pandemic is, uh, is a distant memory, if, if that is indeed possible. Um, so yeah, and that is exactly how I functioned with my family to, you know, to facilitate my own activity levels. Uh, we had the, the bike seat on the back of the bike. We had the trailer bike and then, um, you know, the tag along bike and all of these things. And actually, you know, because kids grow out of stuff, there's quite a reasonable um, movement in second hand equipment. So, you know, it doesn't even have to break the bank because eventually the children are growing out of this stuff. So most of the stuff that I got, I managed to source um you know, from either someone whose kitty had grown out of it or on, uh, you know, the equivalent of Facebook, whatever. Uh, the Facebook Marketplace, I suppose. That's a place, isn't it, where you can buy all sorts of uh, weird and wonderful things. <laughs> and, were they, and were they active participants in this? You know, like you said earlier on that you were sort of, you were, you were kind of dragged along. How did you feel about, about your kids? Did you feel that they were active participants? And is, is it something yeah. that's now become a kind of a, a part of their life now that they're, they're more grown up? Well, it's interesting you should say that, actually, because I, I purposefully um, tried to engage them in a whole variety of activities. So, you know, my upbringing was very narrow in as much as athletics was the thing. And, and we did athletics and that was that. Um, but for my children, and, be, and I think that comes out of the fact that it wasn't necessarily my thing. And maybe if they'd taken me to dancing lessons, that might have been my thing, you know. But anyway, uh, so for my children, I definitely gave them lots of exposure to lots of different opportunities, gymnastics, uh, climbing on the climbing wall, um, horse riding, uh, you know, cycling. Uh, they all had, this, you know, a scooter We scoot so that when I was walking, they, if they couldn't keep up, at least they could scoot along. And, uh, and push along things, you know, they were great when they were little, we, we'd push them in a, 
in a something that was shaped like a bicycle or tricycle, you know. Um, so, so that I definitely expose them to lots of things. So I've got one son who's a very keen cyclist, and also he was uh, into climbing, you know, the the wall climbing stuff. And then my other son uh, is a foot was a footballer and uh, did some athletics. And uh, oh, and now he's decided he wants to be a bodybuilder, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm good with that. Uh, I'm good with that as long as th that there is some element of, of physicality in their lives, then I'm very happy with that. So I think that is maybe something to consider that a variety of, you know, a variety of opportunities. I was just going to say, I mean, we did gardening together. We would plant things and grow things and uh, I'd put out bowls of water so they could stand in them and then do little footprints and play hopscotch and and in the winter time, um, I remember putting music on and just dancing round daft in the living room. Um, we played Twister. I mean, that's quite physical, actually. It's, it's, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. So I suppose, you know, the, the, it wasn't just about the, that, um, you know, wanting them to do what I did either. It was that my first son, you know, I told you he had this battle with cancer and and as a consequence he was left with chronic constipation and actually movement we we kind of noticed if he would run around then that would actually get him going you know so so we you know it was actually from a, a health point of view that he was it was really important for him to be physical uh, and then the other one a bit kind of hyperactive so you know it for him to get it out of his system was physicality was was definitely a way trampoline and oh my gosh you know <laughs> it was quite funny actually i was thinking about all the all the different things that i did when they were younger and now they don't want to be near me or with me or and I miss it. oh my i miss it so much honestly I do. Oh, you don't get the chance to go out cycling with your son then Oh, no, I do, yeah. Actually, we went out the other day and uh, we were cycling along and I said something, and I can't remember what it was. What did I, say? I said, how fast are we going? Because he's got one of those things on his bike. And, uh, you know, he said, not very. Okay, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I mean, you know, we walk together all the time and uh, and cycle together on occasion when he can bear to go as slow as me. Um, you know, I can't play football, so the other one's left to his own devices. On that one. <laughs> but, but I have I have done some resistance training with him in the garage. You know, age fifteen, he asked me for weights for his birthday. A set of weights and so i said to him well there's no way you're getting on those weights until i've given you the induction you know <laughs> <laughs> good old mom <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh, so yeah primary caregiver the, that you know it's really important that and and for us not to feel guilty about taking time for ourselves because it's that modeling that behavior that you talked about you know it, it if we're doing it, then we're setting that example, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing actually around this subject that's interesting probably to touch on is, is the fact that 
the last year because of because of the way the last year's gone because the you know um the the requirement for for people to stay together in their family unit Mm. Um, and, you know, the fact that the normal everyday things that they might have been done have been off limits because things have been closed or because you're not allowed to travel too far. And we've been sort of spending more time, you know, indoors doing other stuff anyway. I think that more families have actually mm. found um, sort of the movement and the activity and the outdoors together as a group, mm. you know, that they wouldn't have done previously. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of families who have previously been um, inactive um, or less active mm. might be a better way of putting it that over the course of the last year have got out together um, walking mm. um, you know a lot of people seem to have got dogs through kind of the lockdown so that's been an opportunity for them to go out as a family and walk dogs or you mm. know they've all they've all got bikes I mean bike shops were allowed to stay open for that very oh, reason yeah. so that yeah. you know they were classed as an essential shop yeah. Um, you know, and families have kind of got themselves bikes and things. So, you know, mm. I regularly see, you know, families out um, cycling together through the park mm. whilst I'm out running. Mm. Um, and so I do think that, you know, there's it's it's enabled a, a lot more families to kind of find a movement and be that kind of movement and that, that activity together mm. um, almost by default. You know, it's it's, it's sort of not been forced on them as such in in the sense that they haven't been told they had to do it but they've 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 found their way to it because mm. of circumstance yeah absolutely and i can speak to that because my son works at holford's building bikes <laughs> oh brilliant yeah that's his part-time job while he's at university so um so yeah i mean they were they were out they were sold out of bikes um and uh it took a long time after the first lockdown for the stocks to uh, to rebuild so so yeah and actually what's quite nice um uh holfords have been offering um vouchers i don't know if you know this that uh you could get a 50 pound voucher to to go in and take your old bike and get it serviced and brought up to because that's the other thing actually you know i kind of alluded to that with my second-hand children's equipment but you know recycle repurpose recycle that's quite funny actually <laughs> so, but, um, they call it yeah. upcycling these days yeah upcycle but upcycle your cycle was the point <laughs> so anyway so yeah and, and that's uh, quite recently they were handing out these vouchers that you could apply for and uh, lots of people have been going in with the bikes that need a bit of tlc and uh, and so yeah it's it's it is you're absolutely right it has brought people out of the woodwork and i think over the winter it was perhaps um less but i think we'll be seeing that again now that the weather is on the improving side um you know and some interesting stuff about moving alongside another person uh, uh is that it's <laughs> you know what i'm going to say she's nodding um you know being alongside somebody if you've got uh, if you've got contentious issues that you needed to chat with somebody about you being alongside someone next to them is always going to be more conducive than uh, than kind of getting face to face with somebody um so you know there is some evidence around that contributing to uh, cooperation and uh 
in in the military, for instance, in education, taking just a side to side stance is going to make a situation a lot less confrontational. So, you know, if we put that together with walking, um, there's a lot more synchronicity and movement. You know how you find yourself, don't you? Walking along some, and you all suddenly you're all getting into stride with one another. You know. And that's inherent, uh, an inherent human trait. Um, and then the other thing, I suppose, was that um, I read about the fact that you're both facing the same environmental challenges. And so that, again, somehow generates some cooperation in your, you know, in your central nervous system, this kind of uh, tendency to go towards cooperation. So... That, uh, you know, if you had a bit of a niggle with somebody and you went, you took them out for a walk, before you know it, you'd have forgotten all about it. Or you would have, you know, you would have tackled it and uh, and it would all be a, a thing of the past. And definitely with the children, you know, I, I think uh, when they're all getting het up and you don't know what the heck to do with them, go out, take them for a walk. And before you know it, it'll all be a forgotten yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's certainly less confrontational, isn't it, to kind of be alongside somebody rather than rather than sort of face to face with them. But mm. yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that brings out another benefit that doesn't it really, which mm. is, you know, you get the benefit of kind of being physical and moving, moving forwards. But you also get the benefit of perhaps being able to, you know, deal with some of the um, emotional or mental health issues that are going on at the moment. If, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're out in an environment where it's relaxed, you're alongside each other, so you're kind of, you know, you're in step, you're in sync, you're in that cooperation, there's greater likelihood, I guess, that, you know, conversations are going to open up that wouldn't necessarily open up if you were, you know, sitting down around, even sitting down around the dinner table or something like that. And it's an opportunity to deal with some of those issues and, and kind of deal with the mental health side of things as well as the physical health side of things with everything that's I mean, going on at the moment. You know what, I'm laughing because I remember that, you know, walking with my son, I would have all those difficult conversations about girls. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's all coming flooding back. Yeah, drugs and alcohol and any sort of things that, you you know, you, and it would come out and it would kind of flow and, and nobody's embarrassed. And quite often it would be dark if we're, we're walking sometimes around the streets after dinner and it's dark, so you can't even see each other. But you can somehow then broach topics that you might – feel a little bit awkward tackling face to face. So absolutely, that's definitely my experience of, uh, you know, and, and just chewing the fat, spending time together, getting out in the fresh air. I, I just, you know, I think it's so, there's so many benefits to being more active, to being more active together um and and then you know i did read as well about changing your genetic heritage you know you you pass on this um this you pass the bat on and like for us you know our families were active and and it's something that we've continued through our lives and i have now continued it into my children's lives and i'm I'm very confident that that will be a feature for the rest of their lives, and and so it goes on that we we influence this uh, this genetic heritage. And so I actually come from a family filled with obese women, 
You know, that could have been my genetic heritage. Uh, it, it had things been different. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, I, I know a lot of them have had struggles and, uh, and it's it's been a journey with with weight loss, um, and and I'm really thrilled that one of my nieces, uh, oh no, she's my cousin actually. It's just she's quite a lot younger than me. Um, you know, has been on a journey for the last year, and she's lost something like seven stone. So shout out to Stephanie because honestly, hats off to her. And she's got young children, and so now I see on Facebook, you know, like you do, the pictures of them on the beach running with the dog and um, uh, being outdoors at the play park with the kids. And so I'm, I'm confident that that's happening now in her family, that she, she's broken the mold and uh, she's, she's passing on these habits onto her, her small, small family. And, uh, you know, that really fills me with joy when I, when I see her. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's a fantastic story and, you know, it just goes to prove, I think that, you know in terms of you know, in terms of activities it, it can be anything from you know the things that we've spoken about already and the things that you think about as sport to, to stuff like throwing the frisbee around or you know running around after mm. the dog or you know or sort of all of those kind of things you know we're all going to help um and it's interesting actually you talk about reading things i didn't actually read the full detail of it i've still put it to one side to read but i i i, I caught um a headline of something um which talked about the fact that um teenage girls have become a lot more active or more interested in in activity mm. and movement over the course of the last year and quite a high percentage of them are definitely going to be sort of continuing it on beyond mm. you know this year it's not just being kind of a one-year thing which is which is fantastic really because that is typically the group you know the set if you like where activity and movement and sport in particular yeah. um, falls down. Mm. Um, you know, that's the stage at which girls become a lot more conscious about themselves and their bodies, self-conscious. Um, you know, there's a lot been said about them being uncomfortable with kind of getting, you know, hot and sweaty and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and very often that's where, you know, things will will lose out. But um, so that I, I was quite encouraged about that, actually. And I haven't read the full report yet, but um, yeah, I'm going to... Sit to one side to, to have a look at over the weekend so yeah that is really encouraging and I know you're right that is a demographic uh of young women where girls in particular disengage um I tell you what if you don't want to get hot and sweaty take up cross-country running you'll be absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'll be funny, but you won't be sweating because you'll be so cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can concur with that. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't running hard enough, Philippa. That's the thing. I definitely see some people cross the finish line. <laughs> how, how very dare you! <laughs> oh dear. Well, on that note. Nikki, it's been a. I, I absolutely love talking about this stuff, and. Uh, I hope that somebody somewhere can, you know, take something from it. And that's all that I would would hope. So thank you again for your time today. It's really lovely to see you. And, uh, and I, I, you know, have a fabulous weekend because I'm sure the weather's going to continue to improve and we can get out and walk and ride our bikes and uh, throw the Frisbee and, and uh, maybe do some 
Uh, cold water swimming. Ooh, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> kind of on my list. <laughs> You're on your own on the cold water swimming. I don't mind getting oh, out and running in a little bit of the rain, but I'm, but I'm not a cold water swimmer, I'm afraid. Oh, I've got to try all these things. I've got to try them all. And then at least I can know whether to recommend it or not. <laughs> okay, well, take care now. Thanks, and, and you. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.